Welcome, everybody. Thanks for attending our special webinar today on solving the puzzle of income trading with the M3 Trader Development System, is what we call it. For those of you who may not know me, my name is John Locke. I'm a wealth and success coach specializing in trading performance and psychology for LockingYourSuccess.com. We train retail traders, professional traders, hedge fund managers, as well as uh, coaches and mentors from other companies. And um, as you'll see, I've also developed many uh, powerful trading strategies, and one of those is known as the M3. Now, two free resources that I currently offer to help traders such as yourself are located at the following websites. We have the winningtrade.com, and that's where we find it, where we uh, do examples of winning trading strategies such as the M3, and you get the opportunity to see future free webinars on trading strategies that have performed well recently in the markets. And then we also have something called Trading Performance Podcast, where we discuss all things related to skyrocketing your performance as a trader. It's all great stuff. It's all free. Uh, so I encourage you to go ahead and check that out and start improving your trading today. For now, let's talk about the M3. So the M3 is what we call a high probability market neutral positive theta trading strategy, which essentially means that the trade can generate its profits over time rather than through price movement alone. And it's also uh, very good at doing that. So it's so good, in fact, that we now have several hundred people trading the M3 as a monthly income strategy. And while that's quite exciting on its own, it's, uh, you know, even though the M3 works great as this monthly income strategy, that was never the intent behind the strategy. So the actual intent behind the M3, as Seth was talking about earlier, is to be a learning tool. It's a stepping stone, if you will. And <clears throat> Uh, a lot of people use it as a stepping stone into uh, much more advanced and consistently higher yielding uh, strategies such as the ROC and the M21, which is uh, where the M3 leads within if you continue to follow uh, our track here. For those of you who wish to go beyond that, right? Um, that said, the M3 itself as a standalone trading strategy is unquestionably by far the most time-tested income strategy available from anywhere. The, the current M3 that we trade today is essentially the same strategy that was developed by me personally in 2007. And I can tell you that this strategy has been live traded by hundreds and hundreds of traders over the last 12 years. It's been traded through all market types. It's proven itself time and time again. And, you know, I'm not talking about uh, theories. I'm not talking about form-fitted backtest rules uh, or creating your own lucky timing through backtesting and tweaking your rules, right? We're talking real-time trading, real-time trading. Um, so hundreds of people, including myself, have utilized the M3 along their path to becoming consistently profitable traders. And if they can do that, so can you. And in addition, I'd like you to realize that, you know, as wonderful as the M3 trading strategy is on its own, the strategy itself is really just the beginning. It's the fundamental building blocks of taking your trading to the next level. It's the gateway to uh, other strategies. Other people have um, developed their own strategies off of this. And it's also the gateway to the legendary rock strategy. And for those of you who, don't, who are not familiar with the rock strategy, it is the highest yielding, most consistent rule-based trading strategy that I've ever traded. 
the most uh, I've ever developed or the mo- or I, that I've ever seen anywhere. Okay, and to get through or up to that po- or up to that point, you know, the M3 is the way to get there. So, as far as the strategy itself, um, this is essentially what it's been doing since 2011. One of the things that I've been doing since 2011 at LockingYourSuccess.com in our memberships is we've been tracking the M3, among some other trades, uh, in our weekly options trading for income sessions. And these are simulated trades. However, realize they're not back tests either. They are uh, real-time, and they're done with an audience. And the T-logs for years of these trades are available to members, which means when I do the trades, I have to abide by the rules. And I need to stick to my decisions. There's no backing out of adjustments. There's no tweaking rules. There's no changing my mind, right? If I do that, I'm going to get called out. You know, somebody's going to say, hey, you're not, you know, you're not following the rules. You're not doing the right thing. Uh, I can guarantee you one thing, and that is that there is no other strategy out there, no other person that has tracked uh, a rule-based trade in this manner for with real-time decision making for this period of time, right? It's just never. It's just. It's just not out there. Not even close. Now, if you would like to get a feel for our webinars and experience the current M3 position, we can do that. We're going to be having uh, an open house because we're having a sale on the M3 this um, <laughs> this uh, session, as you'll see uh, later on as we talk about this. But we're going to be having a free open house at Locking Your Success also on our Options Trading for Income webinar on Monday, September 30th, and you can take a look at how the M3 for the current month is doing. If you'd like to register for that, just go to lockingyoursuccess.com, and you get a pop-up, and you could uh, you could just go ahead and, and see the M3 in action. So what I did for today is I chose three uh, traits. The first one is uh, had a lot of challenges in both directions. The second one really didn't have many challenges at all. It was actually one that went fairly well. And then if we have time, we'll take a look at how we're doing for the October 2019 expiration. So to do this, I'm going to I'm going to bring up option view. We'll talk about the trade setup here and then we'll just run it forward and we'll see how it went. So I'm going to go over the uh, June 2019 expiration. These trades are generally entered 56 days to expiration. We do have some flexibility in the guidelines within the strategy. Like I said, the strategy itself is designed to be more of a learning strategy. So we do give you options within the rule set of making different adjustments so that you can experiment with them and kind of get a feel for what they do and when they're good to be utilized and so forth. So with this one here, um, we're going to enter 56 days to expiration, and generally what we're going to do, uh, oh, just a little bit of background, this is going to be a $50,000 position. The strategy is uh, most easily explained with a $50,000 position. It can be traded with as little as $5,000, um, So, but it's easiest to explain this way, so we're going to... Um, do a $50,000 position. It has a 10% maximum loss, a 10% profit target, which would make $5,000 in this case. Um, the strategy itself is a butterfly. That's entered, and I'll show you a picture of it. That's entered slightly 
behind the market. So we have some long strikes at 1520, some short strikes at, uh, what's it going to be, 1570, and long strikes at 15, uh, sorry, 1620 uh, for a butterfly. And we use put butterflies, but you can use call butterflies, iron butterflies, doesn't matter. They're all synthetically the same. Um, and then we flatten our delta out using a call. So generally what we're looking for here, where most of the time when we look at a $50,000 position, we're going to be looking at 10 butterflies. And usually when you buy 10 butterflies, you're getting somewhere between, uh, you know, under normal implied volatility conditions, right? So this is the way we adapt to differences in implied volatility. Under normal implied volatility conditions, you're going to be getting about minus 90 delta, minus 80 delta out of the butterfly itself. And then you can flatten that out you know, using a call. In very low implied volatility environments, you get much higher delta numbers, and there's ways to correct for that with your entry position. And when you get a situation like this year where implied volatility has been abnormally, the skews have been abnormally flat, and it's been a little bit elevated, then we're going to get a little bit lower, um, lower delta numbers out of our 10 butterflies. And to correct for that, we're generally going to add more uh, more butterflies into the position here. So that's what we did here. We ended up doing, uh, if you take out the call, right, we ended up doing enough butterflies to create a negative delta of around, you know, between around 90. Uh, again, minus 80 would be okay also, as would about minus 100. But uh, right in this range here, and there are, and one of the things we talk about in the program is this difference in the way the position is going to react. If I were to do like a, you know, say I was going to do uh, fewer butterflies and do a 70 delta call, uh, the position is going to react a little bit differently than if I do 12 butterflies and a 97 delta call. So that's again part of the learning within the strat within the uh, system. But in this case here, or if I'm going to go with the most common entry. The most common entry is going to be something like this, and you know that gives me uh, 12 butterflies with a call here, and an entry capital in this case of about $25,000. And from here, essentially, if the price goes down too far, or if our delta gets too high, we're going to do a rollback. If we have, uh, if we get too far outside of the tent to the point where it creates a positive Vega problem, we're going to usually roll it. If we get uh, two negative delta, then we add verticals in here in various locations. We usually move the shorts most commonly, but sometimes we'll move along. Sometimes we can even do something different. Um, uh, but we'll, we'll do that to flatten, keep this T plus zero line relatively flat. And that's essentially how the trade goes. So uh, let's move forward if there's no uh, questions on that, Seth. And uh, I'm just going to go... Uh, up to like May 7th for a minute. So, John, I'm sorry. I messed. First of all, I wanted to tell you there isn't a question that shouldn't wait until the end. Okay. And second of all, I just messed up and you unshared your You desktop. unshared me. Okay. Yeah. I noticed, I, okay. I noticed that came out. Uh, <laughs> I came out. Okay. So, good. So, so here, um, I'm just going to go to, there's no adjustment here, but it's going to go to five, six. One of the things that happened during this uh, trade is we got a very, very large implied volatility shift. So 
Uh, let's just go to uh, this. Let's go to the eighth here for a minute. That's going to. All right, we'll go back to the seventh. If I come to the seventh, right? I really had no price movement from when the from the time I entered. I entered this what uh, about ten days ago or so, ten to twelve days ago, and I got virtually price movement is pre the price is pretty much where it was and the position's drawn down like $2,500. This almost never happens. It's extremely rare, but the condition does happen from time to time. And it happens when we enter the position and then we get a very, very large adverse implied volatility shift. The opposite can happen too. You know, I could enter this position, for example, uh, you know, on a day like today, and then implied volatility could return to, uh, to normal or shift the other way, and you can get up $2,500 in a couple of days. But, um, you know, this is very, very rare. This should be, normally, this is going to be up money. So we're having a very, uh, something's going on from a news standpoint in the marketplace here. And you can tell that by the way the position's reacting. Anyway, um, if we go to the ninth. This is actually drawing down $3,500 now. There have been no adjustments. We're right in the center of the position. If you looked at this position on entry, right, you know, even if it came down to this point the first day, there really shouldn't be a problem. But this is, a, this is just, just getting crushed with an implied volatility shift. Then uh, on Monday here, we end up getting uh, a 50-point down move. So... Not really a surprise we got something like that because you could see it. You could see the tension coming into the marketplace. Uh, but we get the 50-point down move, and realistically, from a volatility standpoint, it didn't hurt us because the volatility was already uh, baked into the cake, so to speak. And this ends up being down, what, about $3,300, and we end up getting blown out the backside of the tent. Uh, it's time to make a roll on this. And what we're going to do is we're just going to take it and roll it back. And I ended up reducing my position size, and that is so that I can maintain some positive delta. Generally, when the market comes down like this, it's going to bounce, right? So uh, the way we do this in the strategy is we're going to try and maintain a little bit of positive delta here. And this is what we look like. It actually looks pretty bad. It looks like a, a pretty crappy at this point. Uh, let's see here. From here, I'm just going to move forward to the next adjustment because there's not a whole lot of uh, things that happen in the middle here. We're, the market just ends up moving around a lot and the profit and loss really doesn't improve a whole lot for a period of time here. If we go get to the uh, 16th of May, I think that's another 10 days or so. Actually, that's, about, that's just three days. Three days later, we get a big bounce in the marketplace. Um, here, this is one of the option view peculiarities sometimes. Sometimes we get different numbers for our Vega, sometimes uh, different numbers for our Delta and so forth. Um, but in this case here, this is about the range you're going to be making an upside adjustment. Uh, so what we did here is we actually, oh, you know what I did here? I'll tell you what I did. Uh, I added into the um, into the size. So one of the things that that, that that happened here is the market continued to be 
moving around a lot. We're drawn down more than half a maximum loss, and we're really not getting any improvement here. So one of the things we can do, assuming we have the capital available, and the vol if the volatility increases like this, we can actually add into the position and do a little bit more. So I added in five butterflies here, or actually broken wing butterflies to be more specific, at uh, 1450, 1510, and 1550, in the hope that we're going to get a bit of a pullback and the volatility is going to relieve itself a little bit. And you know maybe we'll we'll get something going there. You'll see the capital in the position is still only about thirty-one thousand. So if we move forward here, we stay in that position till the 29th. And we really got no improvement. Right? We're still here and we really have no improvement. At this point, um, we're down below the short strikes. And uh, we're more than 10 points under the short strikes. We're over our maximum delta. Our maximum delta to the downside here is 50. So we're going to do a rollback. And you can make the rollback. And here, um, I'm dropping my number of contracts a little bit. And that's because with 23 days expiration and the, uh, the game is picking up and... Um, the butterfly, you know, a ten lot butterfly is going to get more and more negative delta at this point as we uh, as we continue to go. So this is the new position, which still doesn't look very well, right? So we've been in this for a while now, and uh, we're not really making much improvement as of yet because the market really hasn't calmed down. So let's just push forward here, and this is not giving us data. Try it again. Okay, so here to the upside, we have a delta limit of minus 50 when we drop outside the tent like this. So our delta is getting a little bit high. So what I can do is I can do 10 verticals. I moved 10 1460s to 1470. And with that, that brings us, in this case, down about minus 20. And that's our new position here. And I think from there, it finally started to relieve a little bit. If we go here, uh, we are a bit outside the tent. We are uh, negative delta, positive vega, and 11 days to expiration. We do a roll-up, so you can see our short strikes went from being at 1460 and 1470 up to uh, 1500, 1520, and we rolled the longs also. And again, we're maintaining our very flat T plus zero line here, our very flat position. And fast forward to the 14th. We're hitting some negative, the position's finally coming back, right? It's finally coming back, we're finally positive. Uh, we are at minus 101 delta at this point, and we're going to do the same thing. The whole premise here is keeping our T plus zero line relatively flat. And this time doing it, instead of moving the short strikes, I start pulling in some of the long strikes. Uh, that's a way, depending on where you put your vertical, depends on how the position is going to react.
it's one of the things we learn from doing the strategy. And sometimes it's more beneficial to do them down here. Sometimes it's a little bit more beneficial to do them up here. I decided to do them up at the top. We run to Monday. Then we, again, we have a delta issue where we're relatively high negative delta here. This is what the position is beginning to look like. So we're due for another adjustment. And in this case, uh, we rolled up some of the shorts. We're selling time premium. Okay. And that brings us to minus 19. See how we have a fairly wide tent here. We're getting pretty close to our maximum capital number two. But um, this is our position coming into expiration. We are four days to expiration, and we're up about $1,000. Uh, we'll run this the following day. We get a very big up move from this, right, a very big up move. And we don't necessarily have a... Uh, a Greeks problem at this point. But what we do know is we have one or two days left in the strategy. Actually, how many days do we have left? Sorry, we have three days left in the strategy. And we have a market that's kind of starting to run away to the upside. And we also have this hole we have to deal with. In other words, at this point, the T plus zero line is rapidly going to be dropping. It's fairly stable further from expiration, but as we get into the last couple of days, then this is very unstable out here. So that being the case, we do something called uh, what we call a lockdown, where we get rid of the call and we roll back some of these longs. So you can see here, we were in this position and we get rid of this and we get rid of this and bought back here. Right, so I'm selling my time premium. I'm buying stuff that's cheaper. And that puts us in a position that looks something like this. Right, it levels out our uh, T plus zero line flat again, and it stabilizes it. And then from there, you know, maybe the market will maybe the market will pull back and we'll make a little bit more money. Maybe it won't. Uh, maybe it'll just go to the upside. But at least we're, we're kind of locked in at this point for the next couple days. And that's what happened here going forward. The market just went up, right up under the five bucks, and then the following day, we uh, or that or just uh, you could expire that at that point, or you can exit. But um, on the website, we just entered it, exited it here two days to expiration. So that was uh, one of the more challenging uh, trades. Uh, I don't know if you have any questions you want to go over, Seth, but John, uh, we'll move back. John, um, I'm sorry. I you knocked me out again. I know I did knock you out again. Number one, number two, we do have some questions. Mm -hmm. uh, so why don't you go ahead and reshare? And okay. um, uh, the first question is, how different is this strategy to the X4? Asks Albert S. Uh, which X? Well, actually, let me share my screen first. The X4 is the X4 program is a program that is very comprehensive. It contains three different trading strategies. So there's um, 
it's so I guess in a way it's very different, but that's also the X4 series is designed to help a trader learn how to be a great income trader as well. So um, the X4 is a little bit more organized in that manner, but um, you know we do have an X4 strategy. One of the X4 strategies is similar to the M3. Um, which is called a version 22, and that is going to be, um, it's a little bit different where it's more designed for a bearish market uh, and less adaptable or less uh, functional in a screaming up market, the 22 trade itself. But we do have strategies that are very functional in a screaming up market as well. So uh, the X4 is about, uh, you know, bouncing between, not bouncing between, but 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 um, purposely switching between three strategies depending on what's on the marketplace. So it's, it's very different. Okay. Uh, and Steve is asking, is there any sort of entry test or desired price point for entry that might have prevented or reduced the initial drawdown that took place in this specific trade? Well, in order to do that with any strategy that you have, you have to, I mean, the, well, the, the, the short answer is no. Within the strategy, we enter 50, 60 days to expiration pretty much regardless. Uh, in other words, we're not taking, um, the strategy itself does not purposely take into consideration any um, market subjectivity really at all. Um, that said, you know, if you have a uh, reason to believe, you know, like we have a lot of subjective traders who trade BM3, if you for some reason have a reason to believe that the volatility is going to be jacked up in the marketplace for a particular reason, then, yeah, I mean, you can certainly play that and wait for entry. But uh, but there's nothing specific that's going to do that. And realistically, in any, you know, even the rock strategy here, you know, if you have a big shift after entry, you have a big shift after entry, news is coming to the market. There's not always a way to know that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Very good. The, I, the other questions, I think, can can wait until the end. Okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. So I'm going to take a look at the the July position, which worked out fairly well. Um, we have, uh, in this in this example, we have 18 butterflies we put on. So uh, this is just an indication that the implied volatility right now is much higher. So you can see the difference from the when we put the first one on. It was a 12 butterfly, uh, straight, uh, 12 butterflies. This one's going to be like 18. And the reason is that the butterflies are a lot cheaper. They have a flatter delta right now. And if you're going to buy a call that's like 95 delta, you need more butterflies in order to get a flat T plus zero line. And this is just a gorgeous looking trade here with a nice flat T plus zero line. And even though we have all those butterflies in, we're still at only 36,000 capital. So we like that. If we move forward here, to the 31st of May. See, this case here, we actually got a really big down move from our entry, right? Mm -hmm. And in a relatively short period of time, we have a very big down move, but we're not really drawn down at all. So implied volatility is acting a lot more normally here. It would be, it's very, it's extremely rare for an M3 strategy to be drawn down like that without price movement. But like I said, we can get some really weird implied volatility shifts. Um, and that's going to be the case for any 
and, and you know that's the great thing about this strategy here. The, the lessons here are applicable to any strategy that you have. I mean, it, it, it didn't matter if you were a broken wing butterfly or a condor; you would have got the same type of a drawdown. Um, anyway, we're back under our short strikes here, and that being the case, we are going to want to roll this back, and we just take this back into here. And that is our new positioning. So reset to start. Coming forward here. The market reversed on us. And we get back to 15.03, which is more than 10 points over the long strike. This is um, an area of subjectivity. So one of the things we do in the market uh, updates in the mornings is on Monday morning is you know, we'll talk about stuff like this and make the decision on whether we want to roll this up or not. So there's not a, a, a mandatory roll up here, but and the reason is, is because our Vega number is still good, our Delta number is still good. It's really not um, mandatory. So you can make that choice, and we made the choice to roll it up. When we make the choice to roll it up, because the volatility has shifted a little bit, we ended up dropping this our butterfly size down some. And the new rolled up position looks like this. And then if we go to, well, into the 17th, so 11 days. What happens here is we don't, uh, we're a little bit high on the delta side. We are heavy on the butterflies, meaning we have more butterflies than normal. So we're always comparing to the normal. Normally we'll have 10 in. Um, and now we have 16. So uh, usually what we're going to do is we're just going to drop size. We just drop the butterfly size to straighten this out. So I just sell off four uh, butterflies and come down to here. And now I'm back within range, minus uh, 17. You can see the vol volatility in this month shifted the other way. And this is a very good trade. Here. And this is often the case, too, when you're trading, by the way. And one of the, the challenges that a lot of traders have, usually, you know, what happens is someone will enter a month like the last one we, we, show we showed you, and you got no price movement. You got hammered in that. Uh, you know, you're down, what, $3,500 for almost no reason. We had 50-point moves. It took a long time for it to get back. A lot of people will take that as feedback that, you know, maybe the things aren't the market's not good or the strategy's not working well right now. But the reality is a lot of the times when that happens, the very next month is often fantastic. And what happens is a lot of people, they bail out of the market or they switch strategies going into the next month because they had a bit of a hard time, you know, whether they won or lost. And, um, and they miss out on the opportunity to have a good month like this. So that's pretty common in these strategies, just mm -hmm. mentioning that. So here, we um, were up past the long strikes again. We're at 1549. We're almost 20 points over our long strikes. Again, our, our numbers are good here, but uh, for the most part, if we're that far over the long strikes and we look at this, we're going to want to start rolling this up. Whoops. Let me go back to previous. Okay, so here we are. We roll this up here, and when we roll up again, the volatility skews is, is getting more steep. It's getting returning more back to normal, so now we're back to pretty much a normal size. 
uh, 10 butterflies for one call. That's what we look like here. And from here, this trade just went really well, I think. So we'll scoot over it. Uh, yeah, we, we pulled back a little bit, right? So we're, we're below our uh, short strikes. Does it make sense to exit here? Probably. You know, you're close enough to your profit target, and I'm going to probably get out of it. But on the on the update trades on the Monday morning, we usually run them run them till profit target. So what we did here is we rolled back to I think 1500, and when we roll back to 1500, our delta is too negative because again we're getting close to expiration and the volatility skew is changing. So at this point, we end up in a 50-40 uh, broken wing condor. And a position that looks something like this. And then if we pull forward three days, let's see what happens here. I think we are out. All right, go forward three days. And we are at uh, officially at the profit target number of 10%. So we would exit here. And we hit the, you know, uh, notab notably we hit the profit target outside the tent, which does happen from time to time. The day before this, we were back here. Mm-hmm. We had to move outside the tent, and the volatility didn't drop. Um, one of the challenges with a broken wing butterfly sometimes, if the volatility doesn't drop, it gets crushed. With these, a lot of times, if the implied volatility doesn't drop, sometimes you get uh, you get a boost, which is the case here. So that would be trade uh, two uh, on the examples. And did you want to run through another one quickly, Seth? Or Well, or, it's 5.07. I think we do have time for one if people are up for it. Yeah, sure, sure. We'll, we'll just give another example of uh, what's going on. So let's just go to this month's uh, cycle. So you can see how we're doing currently here. And I know we're going through stuff relatively fast, but um, if you have no questions, and I'm either conf completely confusing people or they know what I'm talking about. Well, so. we do have one question from John, not John Locke, another John, okay. uh, asking what does the single call do for the whole position? Maybe when you pull up the October, you can... Yeah. Yeah, we could explain that. it based on that. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good time to talk about that. So yeah, so the call here is a way of flattening our delta number out. So if we were to, to and and by the way, implied volatility is very high this day, right? We're 56 days to expiration. We just had a 44 point down day, which is one of the largest. It's among the largest five or ten moves that we've ever had in the Russell, right? So um, implied volatility is very high. We end up buying 20 butterflies, and we're going to offset it with one call. But if I don't have a call here, and I do a regular butterfly, you'll notice butterflies, they, depending on the implied volatility, but they almost always peak out behind the short strike. So even if I was at the money, I'd be negative delta. And when implied volatility is really high, it actually peaks out. Usually, some somewhere actually, some even behind the long strike sometimes. Mm -hmm. So uh, the call is just merely a way of of correcting the delta to zero or around zero. And there are other ways to do it, right? We can do it by, uh, and they usually cut theta more, right? So, uh, in other words, if I wanted to put this position in as is. We have an 88 theta level. We have essentially a zero delta. We have a position that looks like this. Very nice looking position, by the way. Um, if we 
pull this out, then we could correct our delta numbers uh, by taking some of these back. I don't know how many I'll have to do offhand, but it might maybe 20 plus, uh, plus 20, and even maybe a few more than that. Right, so we're actually getting a higher theta number right now under these volatility conditions with a broken wing. And we do run broken wing condors, right? We have what we call an M3U, where we do this without, uh, where we do this without calls. John, I think you meant to make those pluses there. Yeah, I think you, I think you're right. Take Imagine that. Dive at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, you can run something like this. That's a another way to flatten it out, right? So you can superimpose them to see how they look. Um, you can trade. You can do um, an M3 unhedged, an M3U unhedged, either as a broken wing butterfly or a broken wing condor. They can be done both ways. Uh, we give examples of that within the program uh, and some of the bonuses that we have with it. Uh, you know, another way you can straighten this out is you can take 20 of these, you can roll these forward, and I'd have to say minus 15, minus 5 probably. No. But, you know, you get the point. You can also straighten it out this way. They all react slightly differently, and that can be part of the learnings that you have. You can play with the butterfly call. It tends to be the more complex structure, but it's also the structure that has the most learnings in it and uh, that you can manipulate the most. You can do a broken wing condor. It's going to be most sensitive to implied volatility shifts. Um, you can do a broken wing butterfly, which is going to be a little bit less sensitive to implied volatility shifts. And they all, and they all have benefits and, you know, benefits and drawbacks, uh, depending on which way you want to go. So uh, anyway, uh, you know, any of those are possibilities. Okay. Good. So why don't you go ahead and the example. All right, so let's see. We have 12 minutes. So, yeah, this, I think we got kicked back fairly soon in this, if I remember right. Or maybe not. We may not. It might have just been straight roll-ups. Right, so up 14 points. Down 17. 15. Yeah, so we're just kind of ranging back and forth. Not getting any benefit from implied volatility here. Looks like we're up a little bit past the longs, right? So we're past the long strikes here, but we're also 50 days to expiration. The market's also choppy, and um, you know, everything's good. We have nice solid negative Vega, which we like to hold in this particular strategy. We have a uh, good theta number, good delta, not a problem. I'll let this just kind of run out in a few days. Now you see it's choppy, it's coming back. Let's, uh, I might just hop to the first adjustment if it's not soon. There we go. Okay. So, so here we are now. And we get this humongous 30-point move out of nowhere, right? And um, now we're, we're just way, way over the long strikes. I think the day before we were probably near the long strike, I would imagine. Right, we're actually inside of it. So we went from there. To here, so at this point we're going to be due for a roll-up. 
and we roll the position and we drastically cut the butterfly size down. Again, that has to do with the fact that the implied the uh, the vol the um, implied volatility skews have changed quite a bit. But we cut the size down, go into something like this, and let's go like uh, oh, that's too many days. As we know, this, the market just kind of went up like crazy here. This is the sixth. There's the seventh and tenth. So let's see what we look like here on the tenth. So again, we're back up at the long strike. Everything looks fine. There's really no, no issues here other than we're not making a whole lot of money, which makes sense because the market's screaming up and we're in a neutral position. So the following day here, we finally blow out to the upside again so that we're up uh, to 1570, right? You end up being way outside the tent here. And you can see how nice and stable the T plus zero line usually holds here. It's it's pretty good. I mean, it's unnerving for some people, but it's good to get get used to getting out, of, being out of the tent. Um, ended up popping up some, uh, some value here, but we're due for another roll up. And from there, we're just gonna roll this thing up. I cut my butterfly size back a little bit here. And that was last Wednesday, Thursday, I think we went up again. I think Friday we went up again. Right, and then today, uh, no need to uh, no need to do anything here. This is looking really nice, actually. And then today, well, actually Monday, we went up again. All right, right. Still no, no issue here. Nice, solid, negative. Vega delta is relatively flat. Theta is good. And there's that position there. And then we have today. Right, where we just pulled back a little bit. And we're up about, about to half our profit target. And this trade's going well. I mean, you don't know what the future will bring. We can have a massive volatility shift in a down move or whatever, but uh, it looks like it's probably going to work out okay uh, this cycle as well. So that's what we have for examples. And we're coming into 5.15, so that sounds about right because I have a hard stop at 5.30. <laughs> All right, good. Well, um, <clears throat> what I'd like to do, John, is I'd like to take over the desktop for a minute. Um, and talk to everybody about um, a special opportunity for them. Okay. Uh, and uh, then if we have time at the end, we could answer some questions. But let's, let's try to do this first to make sure that everybody realizes what's about to happen. Okay, um, great. Yeah. So, and you got a hard stop at 530. So, um, let's talk about what is the M3 option system. The M3 option system is a video series that John Locke did for us in... Uh, I guess 2012 or 2013 and it boy has it held up uh, and um, is now I think you know one of the most broadly traded option strategies out there and so one point I want to make about it is that this is the a major strategy that the options traders on our trading desk are putting capital behind right now up at SMB Capital. Um, these are concept, concepts and principles that have turn more struggling traders into winning traders than any other program. I've seen that personally myself. I can personally attest to this. Uh, so I think that's a really important point. 
and it allows you to win, of course, even when your predictions about the market are wrong, as as is the case with most forms of uh, market neutral options trading. Now, so normally this program is on our uh, uh, OptionsTribe.com website for sale for fourteen seventy five, but for the next eight days until September twenty sixth, we are putting this really, really making this affordable for you. And it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity that we haven't, you know, really provided people for a while. So for the next eight days, this will be on sale for $9.95. It's a, it's a huge discount. And you should really, if you were waiting for a sale, this is the time to take advantage of it um, on the M3. It's a, it's, it'll change everything for you, especially if you're just getting started trading options. Or if you've been struggling and you don't know why you'll start to get your answers and you'll, you, you'll, you'll almost invariably become significantly more consistent as an options trader with the M3. That was my personal experience and it's the experience of lots and lots of options traders throughout the world. Um, additionally, John has been kind enough to agree. Uh, it's not Friday, October 26th. I'm sorry, guys. It's, it's Thursday, October 26th the heck i'm sorry anyway we'll get the date out to you guys in time it i do have it okay october 26 is a saturday so that's ridiculous anyway if you buy it in october i'll get to the right date this is embarrassing but in october we'll announce it with plenty of time ahead of time for you to come to the live q a okay for uh john so you'll get one hour it, it gives you uh over a month to review the program take notes if you have any questions, save them up, and you'll be able to ask them at the Q&A, which John is giving in October, um, uh, and we'll, we'll give everybody notice of the exact date of that, okay? Uh, now, the, what does the series include? It includes the original four-part video series, the, the classic, I would call it. In, in right. addition, John added an entry and adjustment summary because it's, it's, it's comprehensive enough that some folks you know, kind of need a summary, like a trading guide while you're actually trading it. So he takes the whole series and, and essentially condenses it down into an entry and adjustment summary as a PowerPoint document. So you'll end up using that as basically your guidelines for the trade. Uh, and then a series of really great bonuses. He talks about incremental adjustability video. Uh, he, um, I'm sorry, he talks about incremental adjustability in a video which uh, teaches you many things, including how to trade it on uh, less capital. Um, bonus two is M3 entries with multiple examples. And bonus three is a M3 system update. And so John has really been basically augmenting this product since he put it together. So you're really getting the state of the art. And finally, last uh, October, we had a Q&A with John on the M3. That was added into the curriculum as will the, the October uh, M3 update that's coming up. The Q&A that you'll be able to attend that's coming up is also uh, going to be included. We're going to record it, and then we're going to put it into the curriculum. So, Seth, and, and don't, don't we also have a, a three-part video series for a Kickstarter mentoring? We do. Uh, is that included? That's, that's not included in the oh, member okay. area okay. For, for the M3. Okay, um, I apologize. Yeah, no problem. So m3options.com is where you need to go to take advantage of this great uh, opportunity. 
And so please write that down, m3options.com. If you forget, you can go to optionstribe.com, and there will be a banner at the top for the series during the sale. Click on that, and you'll get back to M3 Options. Anyway, either way, uh, you'll get this great opportunity. So remember, it's normally on sale for $14.75. Uh, we're slashing the price to $9.95 for the next eight days. You really, really should. If you don't own this course, I honestly uh, feel that you are missing a great opportunity uh, to improve yourself as an options trader. It, it, it's the thing. It really turned everything around for me, and I know so many other traders uh, that say the same. All right. With that, John, why don't we spend, uh, until your sure. hard stop, we can answer some questions. Sure. Um, uh, Elena asks an interesting question. Do you ever take this single call with a later expiration date, the, the deep in the money call? Do you ever do it in a later expiration date? Yeah, in some of the bonus videos, we talk about that. So we have different variations of this strategy. We have uh, M3E with a with a weekly expiration date that's actually um, closer to expiration. So we, we you can take them closer to expiration. We have capital efficient versions of the M3. We have uh, you can do a later expiration date also. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Yep. Okay, great. They all have different pluses and minuses of doing so. By the way. And, All right. and it's good to learn that. It's good to experiment with it. All right. Albert S. asks, can you give tips for trading the M3 using OptionNet? He said, I tried replicating the strategy in one and it didn't really work. Yeah, well, ONE has different, uh, uh, different projections and different Greeks. So one of the things that everybody has to realize when they're trading, it doesn't matter what you're trading. It doesn't matter if you're doing broken wing butterflies or... or uh, you know, you know, condors or calendars, you're going to get different Greeks projections on different settings of option view than you are from O&E, than you are from um, thinkorswim. So uh, being aware of that is, is, is good in the first place. So it's great that you're aware of that. Um, so one of the things that you can, that can be helpful, like I, I strongly, strongly recommend running option view in Russell butterfly trading strategies, whether they be Brooklyn butterflies or whatever. Um, uh, that said, if you're going to do it with ONE, um, try and keep your options out of the money. So you, you know, even if you're in a put butterfly, for example, um, analyze your your position as an iron butterfly so that your call, your long calls out of the money, and that's going to give you a lot of times a very different delta number. Theoretically, it shouldn't, but it, again, if the analytical software was 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 combining those properly, but um, theoretically it shouldn't, but it will. And you can kind of uh, average them. So what you want to do is you, you want to take a look at an iron butterfly, take a look at a call butterfly, take a look at a put butterfly, and in certain market environments, you're going to get similar T plus zero lines. Some environments, you're going to get very different people zero line very different Greeks and just try to average them the best you can and uh, and and take your best shot that's that's basically what you want to do okay uh, Albert asks if we buy this course and we have questions can we email the questions to someone uh, yeah I mean I'm always uh, available to answer a reasonable number of questions if you come over to lockingyoursuccess.com we have a forum you can get a free membership and you can sign up for that. We have an M3 forum that you know we can get you into, and you can ask some questions there. 
Uh, and like I said, if, I'll answer personally a reasonable number of questions. I mean, some people try to take advantage of that, in which case, I mean, I, I have I deal with hundreds of people, right? So uh, I can't do that for everybody, but, uh, but I'll answer a reasonable number of questions there as well. And plus, we have the question and answer webinar, right? So. That's right. Um, so that's right. You can... Um that, that's actually a really good part of the answer. Uh, you'll be able to get those uh, answered at the Q&A webinar, if, if not earlier. Uh, Peter's asking, can you trade the M3 with Thinkorswim? In other words, I think he means, can you use the analytical screens of Thinkorswim's risk charts to um, trade? It's the same deal. You're going to have different... Greeks numbers. So, I mean, that's just the way that it is. They, they, they all project differently. And regardless of your strategy, you're going to do that. So what I would recommend is whatever strategy you're going to do, um, that you monitor it in what, it, it, however it was developed. So if you have a strategy that was developed in ONE, you should monitor it, monitor it with ONE. If you have one that was developed in Option View, you should monitor it with Option View. And you really should do it. That doesn't mean you can't um, uh, and the other thing is too, is you should have, a lot of people don't have analytical software for backtesting. You really, really, and, and this is just tips in general, right? You really, really should uh, backtest any strategy you're thinking of testing. You don't want to take any strategy regardless of who it's from and just jump on it and say, I'm going to trade this by these rules and I hope I win. Uh, that is not really uh, going to be beneficial for you long term, and <laughs> you'll find out eventually that it, it is worth the investment to get some sort of analytical software. Now, that said, if you do have the analytical software, uh, you can compare your analytical software to think or swim in general and you know, get a general idea of what's happening. And I could also say too, if you're going to monitor it mainly with think or swim, which some people have to do because they don't have a, uh, a computer for, uh, you know, accessibility at work or something. What I would do is the same thing we talked about with um, O&E. You can, you can go in there and you can um, average a put butterfly, a call butterfly, and an iron butterfly. Look at the different Greeks projections and T plus zero lines, and you kind of average them out. That's another workaround that you can do. And another thing you can you can do is you can use a, there's a setting on your analytical chart called volatility smile, and you can use that. It projects Greeks that are more like they're not the same, but they're more similar to Option View. The challenge you're going to have is your profit and loss earning in a local graph will be wrong uh, most of the time. So you can't go you can't um, go by the profit number, profit and loss number, but you can um, kind of use the Greeks there to get a good average of what the uh, put call skews are. It helps average out the put call skews in the model. All right, and John, if you're going to have to leave while I answer, I think there's one more really great question that I'd like to answer before oh, I talk okay. about next week's well, guest and uh, wrap things up. Um, and that is from Albert S. Seth, why is it the M3 made my options trading better? And I, I think the answer is because until I discovered the M3, I really was not exposed to other strategies that had such outstanding risk control. So that um, what would happen is I'd get just murdered in, in, in bad months and I wouldn't be able to make it back up in the good months. Whereas with the M3, there's you're pretty much no matter what the market does, there is a strong viable answer that usually 
solves the problem and brings you back into profitability. Every strategy has a losing month or two a year. That's just this form of trading. But with the M3, you, you just always feel like you're under control. It does wonders for your confidence as an options trader because your, your win rate's so high, you're, um, you're, uh, you feel completely in control of the risk of the trade. Um, and it's just, uh, it, it just, uh, just really changed everything for me. So I hope that helped Albert. those, I hope that kind of gave you a feel for the difference. And, uh, believe me, if you had seen how I was struggling before that, you know, it was night and day.